0: Welcome to the Thrive Podcast. I'm Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. In this podcast, I'll share all we've learned about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. I'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Hello, friends. Getting into episode number four of the Thrive Podcast. It is the 31st of December. Beautiful, sunny summer day in the Southern Highlands of Australia. We have recently, just last Friday, finished our last wedding for 2018. And I thought I would use this opportunity to actually sort through some real life examples some tools and tips and tricks and all the details, nitty gritty, read boring stuff in terms of actual real life wedding event, floristry planning. And today, in this episode, I'm going to talk specifically through the actual quote and all the nitty gritty details of what we include on our quotes and why we do them the way that we do them. And you will be able to go to thrivepodcast.co backslash four, because this is episode four, um, and actually download a copy of this quote from our bride and groom from the wedding last Friday. And so if you want to visit thrivepodcast.co backslash four, You'll be able to then go in and actually download a PDF of this, which might make this narrative slightly less boring. But I make no promises. And if you're not going to go download it and happy to just listen to me ramble on, go for it. Just grab a pen and paper and literally write it all down and make it your own. Adjust your quote process as you like. So I guess just a bit of background. We've probably spent well we have spent four and a half years kind of refining our client engagement process and every month I've come up with a few different ideas and trying to making trying to making good with the English trying to make the process easier and mostly easier for us as well as easier for our clients but you will find you will spend hours, and I mean hours, on quotes and proposals that don't go anywhere. And so we're just trying to continue to refine that and put as much information out there up front so that by the time the client contacts us and says, hey, I'm super keen to work with you guys. Can I get an actual quote? That they've kind of been taken through the process, still feel like We're holding their hand through that process, but it doesn't require a huge amount of man hours from myself or Katie, our wedding events manager. And I do have the window open. So if you hear the birds, enjoy them. They're pretty. And anyway, so again, thrivepodcast.co backslash four, and you can download the actual PDF of this quote. And for the sake of my clients, we have changed their names if you are them or know them, they're beautiful people. So that's amazing. Anyway, so you will open up the PDF and it's three pages long and that's just because we've put a cover page on it to make it look schmick, so that when you download it, it looks schmick. So at the top of the page, we list out bride and groom or the um, name of the two partners for our wedding, the date of their wedding and then the venue. And something that I've started doing fairly recently last kind of I guess three to six months is then actually getting into and talking about some of the specifics so create a sentence or two about what the overall floral design aesthetic or the mood actually is and a lot of these are more trigger words for us but also just to reinforce to the client that we've heard them we understand what they're looking for um, that we're all on the same page in terms of the visual design of things. So we call this the overall floral design aesthetic in the case of Kelly and Martin, we described it as follows. Fresh, clean and simple aesthetic comprised of white and cream blooms with luscious green foliages and accents of blue and purple throughout elegant and modern style, but with a relaxed overtone. So you'll find yourself in terms of writing these disclaimers, probably repeating yourself, um, quite a bit from quote to quote, which is totally fine because one bride's not going to see the next bride's quote. And particularly if you have a very unique style or you're pushing things into a certain direction in terms of color palette or textures or whether things are luscious or wild or abundant, don't be afraid to repeat that intro, I guess, paragraph lines across multiple quotes. Um, Nobody needs to worry about the fact that you might actually have a fairly similar description from one client to the next. Um, It is important though that you actually look at that language and you understand what you mean, Um, particularly in the cases of if you're doing dozens of weddings in the course of a year or multiple weddings on the course of a weekend. And the lead time for some of these weddings is 6, 12, 18 months, that you can read that and you understand what you were talking about when you put this quote together. So the next section is we actually will outline suggested florals and foliages and put an asterisk in there that says it could vary depending on availability. And I know many florists are against this because they don't want to actually commit to things, but this is something that I've started to do mostly for myself so that we can outline specific flowers that we think we'll actually use. It also helps me remember specific flowers that we might've talked to the client about or specific flowers that we know are in season. Also happy to be explicit about flowers that we'll stay away from. And in this case for Kelly and Martin, suggested florals and foliages include garden roses, double lisianthus, hydrangea, hothouse roses, French dianthus, delphinium, lavender, eucalyptus, and other native foliages. And as we're based in Australia, native foliages Most often means eucalyptus, various types of gum, lemon myrtle, grevillea, acacia, or we know it as wattle. Um, Possibly even olive or peppercorn, depending on the style and aesthetic of what we're trying to achieve. And here's a trick that I learned from one of the girls in the U.S. Is I love carnations, and they have a horribly bad reputation so she refers to them as French Dianthus and it sounds fancy and I love it so I do that and nobody knock on wood has caught on to that yet but I, it makes me laugh so I, I will go in and be quite specific in terms of the flowers that we think we'll use um, this does require that you either have access to a list of what's in season in the opposite time of year that you're usually planning weddings or um, you're just quite familiar with what's around in spring, summer, autumn, winter. Um, and believe me, you'll get there. And you'll also get to the point where there's go to ingredients for you. And one of them for me is probably carnations or French dianthus, um, garden rosers, garden roses, and some combination of foliage. And. Yeah, I mean, it's up to you whether you actually want to get specific or not. I just, I find it incredibly helpful, um, mainly because of the volume of weddings that we do. And this really, when I see a list of flowers like this, I go, oh, English garden, you know, roses are really important to her. And I do then things things like lavender that are listed on here most often is because it's a specific request and it means something, means a lot to the family. And in this instance, it really does and then the next thing we move on to is a mood board and style inspiration and we're actually evolving this process a little bit and trying to move more towards Pinterest and trying to spend less time creating mood boards but you will actually if you've downloaded the pdf you'll be able to actually go in and it does link to Kelly and Martin's actual mood board and our approach to mood boards is is quite simple we have We do them up in a program called Keynote, which is free if you're on a Mac, no idea about PC, um, but it's kind of a better version of PowerPoint, a bit more image friendly version, makes things look pretty schmick without much effort. And so we have a cover page on there and then it goes into a single mood board page which is purely about setting what I think about setting the tone and reflecting to the bride and groom that we've heard them, we completely understand what they're trying to say. There'll be examples in those mood boards of our work. Um, There'll always be examples of specific flowers we might use. There'll be things that are not flower related, so possibly people just walking through a meadow, possibly dresses, wallpaper, um, just things that kind of reflect what we think the mood truly the mood, hence the name mood board um, of the wedding actually is. And it doesn't need to be too literal. And we find that if we kind of include half flower photos, half not flower photos, that balance is actually really good. And then we don't have to worry about getting into too many specifics around. Oh, but this thing should look like that. And that thing should look like this. And it's nearly impossible to, to find photos of things you're going to create on the day because every wedding is different, seasons are different, the weather leading up to the wedding is a little bit different, therefore the ingredients that are available, a little bit different. So we do like to pull it back and kind of make it very high level. And as I mentioned just briefly, we are actually changing this process a bit more and relying a bit more on Pinterest, so that when Katie, our events manager, actually puts a mood board together, she can hopefully pull some pull from a few of our go-to images a bit easier and not have to worry too, too much about formatting. But in the mood board, I think there's a collection of maybe nine photos. We knew that the specific garden roses that we use in weddings were something that she absolutely wanted. We also knew that lavender was a thing and she was super keen on kind of what are considered fairly traditional ceremony arrangements, a fairly traditional bridal bouquet and then for the reception, just doing so then scattered amongst that are a few tablescape photos um, one that's just kind of gold texture and design and then at the very bottom will always include specific call out to color palette and it's probably one of my favorite little activities to do because um, in Keynote, you can actually go in and kind of with a ink blotter actually pull out specific colors within images so that you know that your color palette actually matches the images that you're supplying. So it's fun in a super techie kind of way. We will then save that as a PDF and link that onto the mood board directly. So the two documents actually are digitally linked together. So that's, I guess, the overall floral design aesthetic, suggested florals and foliage and the mood board and style inspiration is what's listed at the top of the quote. And then we get into the nitty gritty details. And just out of habit, we tend to go personals first, ceremony and then reception. And then there's always kind of a long list of the labor charges, higher fees that all sit down at the bottom. So we'll start at the top and in this case for kelly martin's wedding we actually only had the bride and the groom we didn't have to do flowers for the bridesmaids or groomsmen she's keeping it keeping it very small i should say so one bridal bouquet and the description reads best of season blooms in selected color and style featuring best of season blooms a little bit repetitive <laughs> naked stem handle beautifully finished with satin ribbon so In our project management system, which we use for all of our weddings, we then have a few options that are specifically linked to the bridal bouquet. So the type of ribbon that we use to finish it. So whether it's simple satin ribbon, which is most common, twine finish or um, cascading satin ribbons. And then we have two different sizes. So we'll most often do a standard size or for those who want something a little bit smaller, you can always just opt for the petite size. So. Bridal bouquet, and that's listed at $310. And the way that our quote system works, all of our tax is actually added at the very end. So that $310 is for Kelly's bouquet before tax. And next personal item is groom's buttonhole. Description reads, flowers to coordinate with the bride's bouquet, stems wrapped and finished with satin cord to coordinate with overall styling of the day, easy pin attachment included, finishing satin ribbon. And the quoted cost for that is $25. And the easy pin attachment actually in Australia is, I think, APAC sells them as T-bars. I can include a link to those so you guys can actually see what we're talking about. We find those the best way to do buttonholes and even pin on ladies' corsages. I like to refer to them as idiot-proof. And they've changed my life. And everybody's so happy when they see how easy it is to actually put on because the double pin Process from back in the day is a nightmare, and half the time they look crap balls. And so, item number three is the father's buttonhole. So, description is exactly the same as the groom's buttonhole. And then, underneath that, we have page boy buttonholes. So, um, Martin had four page boys, his nephews, um, who were walking down the aisle with him. And then, item number five is flower crowns. So, attendee flower girls' size is half. And each of those is $45 and there's six of them. So the total for that line was $270. And in some cases, we'll go in and actually write a description of the flower crowns if we know that they need to be asymmetrical or if it's a simple flower crown of baby's breath or you know specific design notes around, you know, is it large and colorful or is it understated, delicate textures? You know, do they have a preference as to the ribbon that we, use, the ribbon color that we use when we finish it? Anything that we need to remember when we're actually making the pieces, I tend to put into the quote as well, so that when we're looking at the actual production side of things, we haven't missed a single detail. Next item listed on the quote is wrist corsages. So it again, reads flowers to coordinate with bridal party with satin ribbon to secure to wrist. And so style is wrist standard size Two of those each $50. Directly listed underneath that is lapel corsage. Flowers to coordinate with the bridal party with satin ribbon to secure to wrist or pin lapel. And then we have a drop down in our system that allows us to actually choose lapel magnet. And so each of those is $35. If you are curious, we use a system called TAVE, T A V E, created by a few guys in America, and it's originally a photography project management system. And I think there's a couple others out there. I know Studio Ninja is another one. I have a feeling that something like HoneyBook might do a similar job. And so it actually manages everything from leads from the website through to when we get deposits and final payments received for finances it has our contract It has all of our prices listed so that when we go in and create a quote we're actually just choosing from a series of drop down menus um, as opposed to going into Word or google sheets or anything and i would definitely say if you're doing more than a handful of weddings in a season it might be worth looking at um, it can also show you some details around you know, kind of the volume of weddings you're doing. It'll give you flags for you if you have inquiries on days where you already have bookings or you've got time out of your calendar because it can sync with your Google calendar. Anyway, might be worth doing a totally separate episode on that project management software, but it's just something to think about. And we've probably been using it just literally just coming on a year. And it's been, you know, there's still lots of things we can do with it, but it's been so good for us. Um, Particularly, I have to just jump back and say, we have a wedding and events manager, Katie. And one of the things I absolutely love about the TAVE project management system is it actually consolidates all of your emails across, you know, if you have my email address, we have our generic info at email address, we have Katie's email address, that if anybody has emailed a specific bride, all of those emails are actually kept underneath that bride's file so if you do have multiple people and the bride happens to call the studio and somebody's not there the other person can look up the emails and actually sort through the details with them together on the phone after just a couple minutes of looking something up so that I think is one of the greatest benefits of having a piece of software like that Um, I will put some details about Tave in the show notes Um, but if you have any questions obviously let me know so, back to the quote, where are we? Yes, so under personals, we have bride's bouquet, groom buttonhole, father's buttonhole, four page boys, six flower crowns for the flower girls, two wrist corsages, and then two lapel corsages. And the next kind of chunk of the quote, it moves into ceremony arrangements. So, the Bride and groom in this instance has just wanted two very large um, ceremony arrangements to sit at the ceremony space and for us to then actually move into the reception space following. So we quote our ceremony arrangements starting from $450 each. We actually then put in urn and pedestal hire fees if they're getting them from us. Um, We outline that completely separately. So that $450 for the ceremony arrangements just is for... Are the actual kind of bowl that we're gonna, the vessel that we're putting in them in, and the flowers and foliage, chicken wire, pot tape, oasis, anything that we're using for the actual creation of them, and then directly underneath that, it says earn a pedestal, hire fees, hundred bucks, and that was all that there was for the ceremony flowers. Then moving into the reception flowers, so we have 10 small centerpieces and we did these up in 12 by 12 cylinder glass vases, round cylinder vases, and just included the fee for each of those. So we had 10 at $115 equals $1,150. In addition to that, we also actually had 10 bud vases, and so that included... actual hire of the bud vases as well so each one of those we allocated $15 for so 10 times 15 is $150 and then the last piece that the bride and groom got from us for the reception was candle hire so we do have a collection of tea light candle holders and in this case they wanted the gold tea light candle holders and 60 of them we charge each one of those out at $4.20 And so 60 of those is $252. And then we actually outline the tea light candles as a separate charge, and we charge a dollar each. We then have, in most cases, a flat rate delivery fee, which starts from $150. This, to be completely honest, is just a fairly arbitrary figure, but we need to make sure that that delivery charge accounts for all the time that it takes to actually pack up all the items into the van, make sure that nothing's gonna move around into the van. Almost always we'll have multiple delivery locations. So in this this case, we had the groom and his family were staying off site. the bride and her family were staying at a cottage at the venue. And then we have delivery to the ceremony space and then delivery to the reception space. So we're at a distinct advantage because we're 12 minutes away from the wedding venue. And in this case, we actually had most of the day to sort through things and ceremony wasn't actually scheduled to begin until 4.30. So we did end up making multiple trips out to the venue and that's just purely out of our own convenience as opposed to kind of what might happen if you're coming to a venue that's a little bit further away and you need to make one trip and everything needs to be coordinated. We then outline our labor charges in terms of setup and bump outs separately. So we've put in setup on site of the two ceremony arrangements, reception table flowers, candle and candle holders, centerpieces, bud vases. And then at this particular venue, they don't do any of the kind of name, place, name card placement menus, um, gifts or anything for the guests. So that's something that we will always kind of flag with people getting married at this particular venue and happy to offer that service for our bride and groom. Uh, The other thing we did at this wedding was actually move the ceremony arrangements from the ceremony space up to the reception space. And so we estimated this would be three people on site for two hours. Last but not least, bump out, or I think it's called strike if you're in North America. And at this venue, we have to bump out immediately following the reception. So at every other venue where we live, we are able to actually go the next day and in some cases even later in the week. And just go collect our stuff. But at this venue, they run a restaurant during the day and weddings in the evening. So we have to go back at 11.30. And for Kelly and Martin, we actually took all the flowers out of the table arrangements, out of our hired vases. And I wrapped them in brown paper and twine. Same with the flowers that were in the bud vases. And encouraged all the guests to actually take them home with them that night. Did the same with the flowers that were in the ceremony arrangements. And then we were able to just make sure we packed up all of our items. So our candle holders, the urns, the wood stumps, the vases. um, And I actually believe they're still sitting in the van three days later. So we estimated two people times two hours. And we have actually set up different rates um, based on the time of day that the work has to be done. And that all aligns to The fact that in Australia, the salary or the hourly wage that you pay people varies depending on the time of day that they have to work. So obviously, Monday to Friday, nine to five um, is one rate. Monday to Friday, before nine and after five is another rate. Saturday, between nine and five, is a third rate. Saturday, before nine and after five, is a fourth rate. And then Sunday um, is an even higher premium, so nine to five is one rate, and then before nine and after five is a sixth rate. So we calculate all that just based off of um, what we would pay somebody to do the job, and then we add our markup to that, and then we estimate the number of hours. And I guess a couple, um, three hot tips that I'll give you for your quotes is, one, don't forget to include a line item specifically for delivery and charge way more than you think because the time it takes and the energy it takes to pack your vehicle and get everything over there is way more than somebody taking a pizza putting it into a pizza box and putting it in the back of the car so I would highly encourage you to just keep increasing your delivery cost um, simply because you also have to cover insurance, petrol um, and the time it takes to actually get to The places that you're delivering but just the peace of mind and knowing you have to spend half an hour an hour actually packing that vehicle and making sure nothing's going to topple over making sure that your bouquets are safe and all your wired products safe and that the air conditioning's on and everything's feeling safe and secure the second thing is a specific line item for setup on site and definitely overestimate how much time you're going to be there because one of our rules of thumb is i would so much rather show up And we need to, you know, kind of clean an extra thing, do an extra thing, help the bride with something, help the bride's mom with something, and that she has us at her disposal a little bit more, as opposed to kind of coming in, doing our job, not checking with anybody, and particularly with the venue, and just making sure that everything is kosher. Um, Because we are definitely the under-promise, over-deliver type of team to work with, so... Just go in and make sure you're overestimating how much time you need to to be on site. And I have yet to have a bride specifically question how many hours when we actually go in and um, make sure we outline. In this instance, it says three people on site times two hours at the weekday premium rate. So that's six man hours in total. And once you actually put that together, that in your quote, it makes your six times your hourly rate so much easier to understand so i would highly encourage you to do that and then lastly make your bump out fee more expensive and i'm even just looking at this and one of the girls had a suggestion about just having a flat rate bump out fee particularly at the venue where we have to go late at night um but you can increase this even more simply because you have to actually then go home clean out your candle holders make put your urns away make sure everything's safe and secure put the bosses through the dishwasher all the lame ass stuff that nobody ever thinks about when it comes to event pack down. <laughs> um yeah, anyway, so you'll see that the subtotal for this wedding actually comes to 4,491, tax included. Taxes then posted on top, and so the total is $4,940. And I would say this is a pretty average average wedding for us. So it's just a good example of what a wedding quote looks like. And I hope that wasn't too, too boring. But thank you guys so much for listening. And again, as I said, you can go in to thrivepodcast.co backslash 4 and you'll be able to download the PDF of this quote. And if you guys have any questions, feel free to send a question through the website at thrivepodcast.co or send me a DM on Instagram at littlebirdbloom. Thank you so much, guys. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Look forward to hearing from you again soon. Love you. Bye.